The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. On his way to the end zone. I'll tell you what I did was a spectacular play. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. What a play! Off to the races! Some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, and Ben. All right, what's up, everybody? Two more starter sit episodes to finish out the fantasy football season and the last one of the year. So we wish you a happy new year on New Year's Eve. Welcome. What's going on? It's Adam Azer, Jamie Eisenberg, and Heath Cummings for week 17. And this episode is sponsored by Express. Express is all new and all about you with a fresh assortment of casual, versatile, and super comfortable styles like what I'm wearing right now. Find out more about Express later on in the show. All right. Good morning, Jamie. How's Good morning, uh, Adam and how, Heath. Uh, are you, and good morning, Heath. I was going to get to Heath, I promise. Are you looking forward to week 17? Yes, very much so. Very much so. Yeah. Heath, are you? A variety of ways. Oh, I cannot wait. For week, like I've been looking forward to week seventeen for it seems like months now. <laughs> this is, this is <laughs> it's a grind, no question. I am looking forward to uh, you know one p.m. rolls around and we for the first time we basically just sit back and watch football without a lot of it's not stress, but it's almost yeah uh, I don't know it's like a free week. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to necessarily watch the games and be like, oh, gee, what's this going to mean for next week? You just get to kind of enjoy football, and some of the games have a lot at stake. Well, I think it's nice to see some of these uh, backup guys getting an opportunity, you know, with uh, injuries or teams resting for the playoffs. You know, you want to see how some of these players perform in some bigger roles. Um, But for the most part, you know, I think from an evaluation standpoint, yeah, you're right. There's not a lot of, uh, oh, that guy looks great. I need to pick him up off the waiver wire. Or... Uh, from right. our perspective, right. oh, that's great. We need to tell our, our listeners or our audience about this guy um, for for the following week because he may have a, a bigger role in the season. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to get to the players you love, players to avoid. We'll do a normal starter seven, sit episode, except for every AFC home game today. We're, I'm going to ask you a 2020, 2021 question as well. Uh, the big news, though, let's get to the big news. Dalvin Cook is out. Unfortunately, his father has passed away. Sad story and our condolences to Dal- Dalvin Cook. Uh, Mike Davis is out. James Robinson is out. Damian Harris might be out again. He was limited. Le'Veon Bell has a knee issue, so he might not play much. And LaMichael Pirine for the Jets is on the reserve COVID list, clearing the way for Ty Johnson probably. It, he, it's it's slowly but surely turning into a normal week 17. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of running backs are out, so we have a lot of replacements this week. Heath, where's Madison for you? And then who else would you be looking at with the Carolina, Jacksonville, maybe Sony Michelle with New England, the Jets, the Chiefs, you know, first let's start with Madison. Where are you going to rank him if he plays? I'm conflicted right now. I've got him as a mid-range number two running back, uh, low end and full PPR. He should probably be higher than that. It's hard to just completely forget what happened the last time that Alexander Madison had this opportunity. It's a obviously... 
arguably the best matchup that a player can have. So uh, he should probably be a little higher than he is, but you're probably starting him as a number two running back. I I kind of like Ty Johnson as a low-end number two running back. He's shown a little bit of juice and had over 100 yards the last time that we saw him. He's shown an ability in the passing game with six catches in one game already this season. I think Dare Ogunbowale is more interesting than we thought he was last week. He just completely dominated touches for Jacksonville. I would like to stay away from Rodney Smith. I expect that Curtis Samuel's role will grow and the efficiency from that position hasn't been very good as of late. Okay. Jamie, anything you want to add? Who's your second favorite after Madison? Second favorite replacement? Ty Johnson. I think he said everything uh, very adequately. Um, it's uh, Adequately. Very nice. <laughs> it's, it's a great spot for him. Um, it's now, I think, five of the last seven games. A Jets running back has had 11 or more PPR points. Uh-huh. So... Um, Good opportunity. He's done that once. I'm sorry, he's done that twice. Uh, but once when he got really the featured work was uh, that week 13 game against the Raiders. You know, so it's a it's a it's a fantastic spot. The one thing that the Jets have done very well is their offensive lines play great, and I think that's uh, that's something that that they could look forward to next year, depending on what the rest of their offense looks like. Well, what about Daryl Williams though? Did we talk about him in this? Because I mentioned Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell's got the knee issue. If Le'Veon Bell were out or we knew he wasn't going to play much, would Daryl Williams be ahead of Ty Johnson? I don't know if Daryl Williams is going to play much. That's the yep. thing. You know, it's if you're the Chiefs at this point, who who are the 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 guys you have to make sure are healthy? Clearly, you're looking at the big three of Mahomes, Kelsey, and Hill. And you can argue that Daryl Williams might be fourth. You know, if they don't have Clyde and now Le'Veon's dealing with a knee injury, like why would you risk playing that guy? in case he's your starting running back in the playoffs. So I'd be very surprised if he plays much in this game. I think it's going to be a lot of Darwin Thompson. Okay, well, we get to preview that game a little bit later. So we know the Chiefs are going to be sitting a lot of players. We're not quite sure about the Bills yet. We know the Steelers are going to be resting some guys. Are there any teams that we could just say, just avoid not starting anyone on that team, Heath? Uh, Chiefs, for sure. I think um, like if you told, if they said, you know, we want to see what Miko Hardman can do as the number one wide receiver and we're going to play him the whole game. Then maybe, but we don't, we're not going to know that. So I'm staying away from the chiefs. I'm doing my best to stay away from the Steelers. I am a gigantic shrug emoji on the bills right now. I don't know what to think. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully we get Ve- Vegas is telling you that they're going to play. Yep. Okay. Like the Raiders are saying, or the casinos? The casinos. Uh, probably both. Terrible joke. It was a really bad joke. I, obviously, everyone knew what Jamie meant. Okay, so uh, those are the three teams right there. Um, all right, well, again, all those. It, it just so happens that they're all AFC home teams. Uh, the college football playoff and the national championship will be decided on the field soon, and the only way to make sure you're up to date with all the latest news, storylines, and gambling advice for the games is to keep it locked with the Cover 3 podcast. In addition to Bowl Locks, the Bowl Locks episodes that you've come to know and love from Barton Simmons, Tom Fornelli, Danny Cannell, and Chip Patterson, the guys are also offering up a bowl season daily with 10 to 15-minute episodes in your feed in the morning to get you set for that day's action. 
And of course, there will be late night instant reaction pods to the semifinals and the championship game, plus big game breakdowns, diving into the X's and O's, the storylines, and the players to watch for the biggest games of the postseason. No podcast around provides this many ways to enjoy the college football season. So download the Cover Three podcast wherever podcasts are found. And I can give you a testimonial that is a great show. They do an awesome job, and there's just no better way to get into these big games coming up uh, than to listen to the Cover Three show. Jamie, start of the week. Who we got? Antonio Gibson. Uh, fantastic spot for him in a must-win game for the Washington football team. Um, I did not like the fact that I saw him mispractice on Wednesday, but then I did some research and I saw that Scott Turner, the offensive coordinator, said uh, to the media on Wednesday that the plan was to give him more work in the game last week against Carolina. So they feel he's fine. I'm sure they're just resting him, making sure that toe is okay. And so taking on a Philadelphia defense that seems to be without Fletcher Cox and Derek Barnett, I think that's going to be a great setup for Gibson, who uh, clearly was trending in a monster direction before this toe injury. And if he's 100% in this game, especially with the quarterback situation being what it is for Washington, uh, I love the setup for Gibson to lead them to a potential NFC East champion. All right, yeah, Gibson is highest for Jamie. He's got him top eight. Dave is the lowest, but still has him in the top 14. So we like Antonio Gibson quite a bit at Philadelphia. Heath, how about you, a player that you really love this week? Uh, Curtis Samuel. I tried to start the week getting excited about one of Jamie's guys from the past, Amir Abdullah, but then Alexander (laughs) Madison ruined that. So now I've got to go with one of Jamie's guys from the past, Curtis Samuel. But he's been really good lately, and I have to think with no Christian McCaffrey, no Mike Davis, he'll get just a little bit more work in the running game. He had seven carries last week for 52 yards. He also had five catches for 106 He has at least five catches in four of his past five games. He's kind of pushed Robbie Anderson into that number three in terms of production in the passing game. Anderson's still getting more targets, but I do think there's a chance for Curtis Samuel to be a top 12 wide receiver this week. All right. And how about a player we're avoiding? Heath, I'll get you start. Man, I I was like on time and ready to go on the player that I loved (laughs) because you let Jamie go first. um, Well, we talked about it. Like we're avoiding the Chiefs. We're avoiding the Steelers. Um, So so let me ask you about that. Are you avoiding the Steelers wide receivers, Deontay Johnson in particular, because you think he might not play that much or because you think Mason Rudolph— Anybody, you ought to rest the guy that seemingly gets hurt every single game that he plays in. Like every game I've watched Deontay Johnson, I've saw him limping at some point, but I don't know for sure. Like he is the highest ranked of the Steelers wide receivers. I've got him as a number three, but I don't, especially in non PPR, there's just really not enough upside to risk it in full PPR. Maybe you need to start him as a number three, but I'd really just, I'm a little worried. They don't play. I'm a lot worried about Mason Rudolph. I looked at uh, the nine games that Juju played with Mason Rudolph last year, and he averaged uh, just over 10 PPR points in those nine games. So he wasn't a complete disaster, but he wasn't great. Yeah. Uh, And their matchup is good enough for sure. Um, Did did you look at what Deontay did with with Mason Rudolph? I didn't look at Deontay because I did Juju as a sit for start sit, so I didn't look at what Deontay Johnson did, but... I would assume, um, I mean, I remember Deontay Johnson closed last year. His last four games were good, but the beginning of the season wasn't great. I'm going to guess all their numbers are clearly down, but yeah. I think uh, I'm with you. I would, I would try to avoid the Steelers. Yeah, uh, one guy that, say, that makes me nervous is Robert Woods, just based on the, uh, the quarterback situation. 
Okay. With uh, John Walford. Um, you know, he could be great. Wood said that uh, uh, he told the media yesterday that one thing that he, he, he likes about Walford is they wanted the receivers wanted to get extra reps after practice every day. And um, uh, Jared Goff was usually, you know, doing his, whatever he needed to do. And Walford was always ready to throw with them. So, uh, you know, there, oh, there clearly could be a connection there, but you know, the fact that Cooper cup is not there is a, is a little bit of a bonus, but uh, Woods also like the rest of the passing game has been worse on the road. What if we find out Travis Kelsey's going to Sorry, play? At home. If, we, if they say Travis Kelsey's going to play, but you know, he's going to be limited or something. Uh, would you start him? Cause obviously he's just so much better than everyone else at the position. What do you need? Uh, what do you need to know about Travis Kelsey to be comfortable starting him? That Mahomes is going to play. Okay, well, he's not most likely. So, but what if Kelsey plays and and with Henny? Kelsey's not playing. No, I, mean, I, I know I know where you're going with this, but he limped off the field during the game last week. Like there, there's if if Mahomes isn't playing, Kelsey isn't playing. Those, those guys are. I, I know Mahomes is more valuable because of the position that he plays, but you know Kelsey's one A. Absolutely, I just wonder because what he's got he's got 1,400 yards. Is he leading the NFL or is he is not? He is second behind Stefan Diggs. He would be the first tight end ever to lead the NFL in receiving if he did it, but okay. Uh, news and notes, Cooper Cup out, as Jamie mentioned, and Kyler Murray says he's going to play. Same game there. Rams, Cardinals, big one. Duke Johnson. Um, since you practiced. like to tease our other podcast, the uh, um, Cover 2, is that what they call it? I forget the Cover name three. Cover 3. No. the uh, All Things Covered? All Things Covered. All Things Covered, yeah. Uh, Patrick Peterson said to Bryant McFadden on their show that he would be very shocked if Kyler did not play. And Patrick Peterson, obviously, his teammate. Yeah. He also talked about defending the Rams. It was interesting stuff. Um, All Things Covered podcast, another good one. We got some good podcasts here in CBS. We're, we're, we're becoming, you know, I well, we're, our goal is to be your top, top, pod, top podcast hub for any sport. Basically. I feel like we have left let uh, uh, Shraggy B down because they had Shaquille O'Neal on their show, and Shaq was making fun of uh, uh, Debo. I'm not going to try and pronounce Eric's last name, but um, <laughs> they're their podcast producer, and we don't make fun of uh, Shragger to the same level. But we also don't have the same cachet that Shaq has. You're talking about Pick Six or All Things Covered? All Things Covered. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. Pick Debo. Six is not getting Shaquille O'Neal. No offense to them. They could get Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> No, they probably can't. Uh, all right, Duke Johnson practice. We'll see. We'll talk about that game a little bit later. Maybe that's a downgrade for David Johnson, who's been on fire. Keenan Allen not expected to play. Green Bay signed Damon Harrison, defensive tackle, who in his day was a, a top run stuffer. We'll see what he has left. He won't be able to play this week. Dallas Goddard missed practice. Heath, you, I think you have Goddard ranked. Are, are you going to stop ranking him? Yeah, I probably missed the memo on that one. Um, okay. I do that occasionally, but uh, if we're not, if no one else is ranking him, I won't be ranking him. <laughs> yes, Heath, we're not ranking him. What a follower! We're not ranking Dallas Goddard, huh? Wow, what a follower! Alex Smith missed practice, but still could play. Terry McLaurin missed practice. He did work on the side. That's maybe encouraging. The Saints are going to be without safety. C.J. Gardner Johnson. I think they are. He's on the reserve COVID list. I'm not sure if that was a positive or not. Uh, Robbie Anderson mispracticed, Julio Jones mispracticed, DJ Chark mispracticed. We'll keep an eye on those. Let's do some rankings disputes. You've got 60 seconds. Mitchell Trubisky against Green Bay. Heath, you got him as a start, 12th overall. Jamie, you got him 17th. Dave has him 18th. 
So it's not a huge difference, but there are some quarterbacks that Heath is sitting for Trubisky. So Heath, uh, you got him. Borderline starter, 12th overall. Mitchell Trubisky against the Packers. I was really going to complain about doing week 17 rank, rankings disputes, but if we're starting with Mitchell Trubisky, then I'm okay with it. Uh, <laughs> listen, in the in the seven complete games that he has played this year, he has averaged more than 23 fantasy points per game. On a per-game basis, that would make him the number 11 quarterback in fantasy this season. It's a must-win game. They are big underdogs. The Packers are going to score a bunch of points, so he's going to be throwing a lot. And he's just mostly been good. I think Mitchell Trubisky is a borderline startable quarterback. And in this type of situation, that makes him a fan, especially with with the guys we don't have playing, that makes him a starter this week. You're a buttle, Jamie. And who would you start over uh, him? I think the only thing that's going to save Trubisky is if the Packers start to pull guys, because this defense has absolutely turned the corner since their last time that these two teams met. And Trubisky had three turnovers in that game, uh, which uh, still to his credit, got him to 24 fantasy points. He's the last quarterback to go over 17 fantasy points against Green Bay. Uh, I do not believe I'm going to go. I'll, I'll double check this after we're done talking, but I think that was the last time that they were without their three starting cornerbacks. And so uh, they're three top cornerbacks. I think getting those guys back has turned the corner for them. Their pass rush has certainly improved. And I think unless the Packers start to pull guys because they have the game in hand and they're going to start to look ahead to the playoffs, Trubisky is going to be under 20 fantasy points in this game. Okay. So you'd start. Like, would you guys start Matt Ryan or Trubisky? Matt Ryan. Trubisky. Derek Carr or Trubisky? Like, all of these, Jamie's going to say Trubisky, and I'm going to say, or I'm going to say Trubisky, and Jamie's going to say the other guy. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's a Derek Carr. Okay. Philip Rivers, same thing. That's kind of the range. Like, Trubisky. Okay. All right. Yeah. Never mind. Never mind. J.K. Dobbins is next. J.K. Dobbins is top 12 for Dave and Jamie. Uh, not in PPR, a little bit lower. And 20th for Heath in non-PPR, 22nd for Heath in PPR. He's got five straight games with a touchdown. Jamie's going to make it six. I think so. You know, I, I mean, obviously, uh, we, we've seen this last stretch of games where Mark Ingram hasn't played. You wonder if he's going to come in and play. But the, the Cincinnati defense is terrible. And so it's a must-win game for the Ravens. They have to get their playoff spot locked up. Uh, there's, a, there's a clip circulating that I saw where John Harbaugh uh, was talking to Dobbins, who fumbled. Uh, they didn't lose the ball. And he was like, man, I, I love you so much. Uh, just make sure you hold on to the ball. He clearly wants to, you know, make sure Dobbins is is their lead guy, which he has been. Um, I, I think he's going to score. I think he's going to be above 70 total yards again. I think it's an easy start this week for him against the Bengals. Heath, you must hate projecting J.K. Dobbins. Well, it's not like it's, I've still got him projected as a starter. I just I, it's hard to get excited about a guy that even without Mark Ingram playing doesn't get more than 15 touches in a game. That's what I was saying. It's like you, you must hate, you must struggle because you know, he scores a lot and it's, it's the Raven. You must hate projecting the Ravens, I guess, because they, they're so efficient, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't, it, it doesn't really bother me. I just, it's, it kind of stinks if you have JK Dobbins, because I do like, I think he has top 12 talent and this is a top 12 situation. But Gus Edwards is going to get 40% of the work. And last week, it was Gus Edwards in the passing game, not J.K. Dobbins. Dobbins has caught one pass in their past four games. He only has two targets in that stretch. And he has, like, it's not just that he only gets 15 carries and they shut him off at 15. He had 11 touches last week. He had 11 touches in week 13. He had 13. He has one game with 15 touches in the last four. It's um, he's a good number two running back, but I they don't give him enough touches to be a number one. I think last week he would have gotten more 
based on how the game was going, but he got hurt in the game. And so they were just being cautious. Would you start Melvin Gordon or J.K. Dobbins? Dobbins in non-PPR, Gordon in PPR. Well, I, I, no, I, I take that back. Gordon doesn't catch the ball either. So I'll, I'll start Dobbins in both. Okay. And with, I'm, this is with the assumption that Lindsay's out this way. I didn't see a Philip Lindsay. Up. Lindsay's he's on, on IR. IR. He's on IR. So he's out. <laughs> uh, Chris Carson. Let's go to Chris Carson. So Heath, this is kind of like the reverse. They both have Chris Carson as a start, but Heath has him top 12. Jamie's got him, you know, top 24, but like 22nd, basically. 20, eh, let's say 20th. So it's it's almost the flip of J.K. Dobbins. So Heath, t- this week you you like Carson the, more than Dave or Jamie does. Yeah, it seems like, and there were a couple weeks when he came back where there was a, a really close to even split with him and Carlos Hyde, but you look at the past few weeks, 19 touches against the Rams, 17 touches against Washington, and he has been pretty efficient this year. He does not have a game below four yards per carry, not a game below four yards per carry since week one. So I, I like the efficiency. I like the touch volume. I like the fact that he generally catches three passes per game. I think he's a good start. Jamie? I think he's a very good start, too. Um, and, you know, there, there's a handful of running backs that I think are all kind of in the same uh, range. I am uh, very curious and somewhat concerned that uh, the Seahawks, if they're scoreboard watching and they see Packers winning and potentially Saints winning, that this is one of the first guys that they pull because they have Carlos Hyde, who's done, you know, certainly enough work that they can trust him if needed. They have Rashad Penny, who I'm sure they'd like to get a little bit more work in. And so knowing Carson's injury history and track record, I'd be surprised if he plays four quarters in this game. And the Saints have the tiebreaker over the Seahawks, right? Right. So if they all, if the Seahawks and Saints win, and the Packers lose, yeah. the Seahawks leapfrog the Saints, and they get the one. In a three-team tie, yes. In a three-team tie, because they have an undefeated conference record. Right, but if it's... If I'm it, sorry, undefeated common opponent record. But if it ends the way that it does na- that it is now with the Packers ahead and the next two teams tied, then it's uh, it goes to the Saints, right? The Saints are the two? Saints are the two. Seahawks are three. The the I I shouldn't say I don't know what the common opponent record is between the Seahawks and the Saints, but I do know that if the if the Packers lose and the other two teams win, the Seahawks jump over the Saints because they have a better common opponent record than the Packers. Okay. Uh, all right then. And- but I do think if they see the score, Chris Carson could be one of the guys that comes off the field. And I guess I've won this argument convincingly enough that Heath has left. Heath left. How are we supposed to have a rankings dispute if Heath left? Uh, you do Heath. Okay. All right. Next rankings dispute is Jarvis Landry. Jamie, you've got him 15th in non-PPR, 14th in PPR. Heath has him 30th in full PPR, 25th in, in non-PPR, so actually lower in PPR. And Landry's been catching like six catch, six passes a game for about 60 yards. He's not getting a ton of yards per catch. Uh, he's been scoring lately. They are facing Pittsburgh. You like Landry a lot more than... Heath does. Yes, I think this will be the best uh, pass-catching Browns player. I don't think Austin Hooper's going to have a great game. I don't think the other uh, Browns receivers are going to play well. I think they pissed off Jarvis Landry after what happened to him last week where he was considered a close contact. He's going to come in and he's going to score against Pittsburgh who may be pulling guys defensively. Yeah, he's a low-end number two wide receiver. Uh, (laughs) He hasn't been very... 
Uh, I don't know what to say. Season um, long. You got to work in the season long stuff. Season long, he's been pretty bad. So, yeah, last four games, he has eight or more targets in four straight. He has six or more catches in four straight. So it's a pretty good PPR floor. I mean, I'd be pretty surprised if Landry didn't have double-digit PPR points. Not a lot of yards. The Steelers aren't really great against wide receivers, but they're good. But then again, you just don't know who they're going to play on defense. So I kind of, Jamie, I kind of think Baker Mayfield's going to have a good game. It would not surprise me, but I also think, you know, this is a, uh, a a game where they can run too. you know, just depending on what the Steelers defense looks like in that regard too. Right. So, you know, does Cam Hayward play, you know, does CJ Watt play, you know, what's, what's the case with those guys, their stars defensively. So I just don't know. I, I don't want to trust Baker because, you know, there's always the volume concern. Plus they are still a good defense and his track record against Pittsburgh stinks. But Landry is the one guy that I would say you should start confidently. Okay. Well, those are your 60-second rankings disputes. And I am Heath Cummings. All right, let me talk to you about Express. Because that's, I, you know, Heath is probably trying on all of his Express clothes. Because I know Heath absolutely loved it. And so did I. And so did Jamie. And so did Dave. And I'm looking at the website right now. And they have a clearance sale right now. Hundreds of new styles added to clearance. An extra 50% off. I am going to Express.com when this show is over. And I am doing some shopping. The shirt, the sweater I'm wearing right now is from Express. I have t-shirts. I have so- The socks I'm wearing right now are from Express. Jeans jackets, uh, men's stuff, women's stuff, accessories, and the price is so good. And uh, by the way, if you need some jeans, they got all different types of jeans, skinny jeans, super skinny jeans. Everything's really comfortable too. They got a bunch of different styles and they're super comfortable. They got the luxe comfort knit selection. Uh, That's the collection rather. That's just like sharp details, soft fabrics. It's like wearing your favorite sweats. And I do have a sweater from that collection and it's, it's just wonderful. So I really, I highly recommend Express. I've been wearing Express even before this sponsorship, but obviously, you know, with Express coming on, I I bought a lot of Express clothes and I'm super happy with it. So I think you will be too. And you're going to love the price. Might be a little bit late to get someone a holiday gift, but maybe not. Maybe you're getting a, a late one and Express is perfect for that as well. Um, it's all new and it's all about you and check out the new holiday styles, the gifts and the best deals of the season. Even after Christmas still have amazing deals. That's it. Go to express.com or go to a store, get yourself some new clothes and you will not regret it. You're going to love it at express. All right, Jamie Heath, let's get to the, welcome back Heath. Hey, thanks. I missed you. I pretended yeah. to be you for a minute there with Jarvis Landry. I don't think I did you justice though. Well, I spilled coffee all over my carpet. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, that sucks. I'm sorry to hear that. It's all right. It's all cleaned up. Okay, good. Our first game is Miami at Buffalo. Big game for the Dolphins. I don't know. Kind of big for the Bills. Not sure how much they care about home field. Uh, well, getting the two seed anyway. But stat of the game, let's talk about Miles Gaskin here. If you combine his seven games with a lot of work, and Savan Ahmed's three games with a lot of work, you get 10 games. And in those 10 games, one of them has scored 12 or more PPR fantasy points nine times. Ferris Bueller. So that's nine out of 10. That's pretty good. 15 or more PPR fantasy points in six of those 10 games. And Gaskin's been better than Ahmed in PPR anyway. So two, uh, let's, we'll just go through this quickly. Two is a sit, and Gaskin is a start. Um, would you start, Jamie, I know you love Antonio Gibson. Would you start Gaskin or Gibson? I'd start Gaskin in PPR. I'd start Gibson in non-PPR. I think both guys have a chance to be special this week. Um, again, like you said, Buffalo 
what's their interest level in winning this game? Um, I'm sorry, what's their interest level in playing their guys for this game? They clearly want to win, uh, knowing that the Steelers are, are going to rest guys with the decision to sit Ben Roethlisberger. So uh, how long will their main defensive guys be out there? And you know some of the guys that have battled injuries, for example, Matt Milano hasn't been healthy all season. So, you know, they start to rest some guys. But even if they're healthy, the, the run defense for Buffalo has been their Achilles heel for the majority of the season, healthy or not. And Gaskin has been so good in the passing game. He's been so consistent when he's been on the field from a fantasy perspective. So will he get you, uh, you know, 30 plus points like we got last week where he scored two touchdowns through the air? I doubt that. But can he be 13 plus like he was uh, in their first meeting when he wasn't the featured guy? I think that's a safe number to look at. So uh, I'm, I'm starting Miles Gaskin if I have him. Ethan, I can't really interpret the look on your face. If something was going uh, on there. His carpet. I was not. Um, I I don't really still think about the fact that when we're doing these podcasts, I'm on video. Me either. Me either. That's why um, my hair looks. So like I this. wasn't making a face for interpretation. <laughs> okay. Well, if something was running through your mind. I don't know. You had like a like a little smile. And then well, I, no. I there definitely was something running through my mind. But um, it wasn't. But Miles I'm Gaskin. not sure if we want to get into it or not. I mean, I kind of want to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of interested. Um, yeah, no, I think Miles Gaskin's a good oh, start. All right. All right, Heath, do you think you think anyone in the Dolphins passing game is a good start? No. Uh well, Mike Kosicki is a fine starting tight end. Um, you'd obviously like him a lot better if the Dolphins were playing their best quarterback, but I have to assume <laughs> that Kosicki's closer to one hundred percent and I we may still not have Devontae Parker. If we don't, then Gusecki's kind of their number one wide receiver. Yeah. What would you guys do if you're the Dolphins? Would you play Tua no. to see how he handles this spot and no. know if he could win a big game on the road? No. Or would you play Fitzpatrick yes. knowing that you have a chance to maybe win a playoff game? Yes. I would be playing, but I would have been playing Fitzpatrick this whole time. You know, Fitzpatrick has played really well. That's the thing, especially for fantasy. I mean, he's been a twenty-point guy every week, basically. Except right, but don't you want to know if you you like? No, and say they're 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 a strong playoff contender and maybe even a Super Bowl team, depending on how the offseason goes. And it's all going to be because of whatever you think of Tua. So I think that if you need to see this game to know if Tua's got the you know fortitude to play in a big game then you haven't evaluated him right. I mean, he won the national championship coming off the bench. He played big games all the time at Alabama. That wouldn't really concern me. not played well in the NFL so far. And if he goes, right, but if he goes out and he plays poorly in this game, that wouldn't automatically tell me, oh, he can't win this big game. It's just too early. So I don't think think you gain anything from that perspective. I think that you just play the guy who's playing the best. You need to get in the playoffs. Such a big game for the franchise. They really need this game, and they should play Fitzpatrick, in my opinion. And I don't, especially in the year 2020, I don't agree with the idea that, yeah, we could get into the playoffs, but we're not really a contender. If you get a ticket to the dance, the Giants have shown this multiple times in the past. All you have to do is get there, no matter how bad you are in the regular season, and you could win three or four games in a row and be Super Bowl champions. And they so- have, they have, assuming Parker and Gasecki are healthy, and obviously Gasecki's playing through the shoulder injury, they have a team that could make a run. Yeah, with Fitzpatrick because their defense is arguably among the better teams in the, maybe the whole league, but certainly in the AFC. They have a run game that could scare you. 
And with Fitzpatrick, they have a quarterback that can make plays. That's a wild card. I, 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 I'm totally with you. I'd play Fitzpatrick, especially like uh, I was having this conversation with Prisco yesterday. Like if I'm Byron Jones, if I'm Xavier Howard, especially Howard, you know, anybody that's been here the last couple of years that has gone through the losing, like Brian Flores, give us a shot. Yep. You know, give, give us an opportunity. Because Tua didn't have an offseason, came back from the, the hip. All those things. I know we're off track here, but uh, right. like, if I'm, if I'm the Dolphins players, I want Fitzpatrick there. Even though I know I'm tied to Tua, you know, especially the younger guys that are going to be there. I'm tied to Tua. But I'd like to see Fitzpatrick play just to see what would happen. It doesn't have to be this game, but I think the playoffs for sure. Yeah, I'll say, I mean, it's not like Tua's been so bad. He's he's efficient. He just doesn't take a lot of chances. He doesn't turn the ball over. That's right. He, um, and and the two, two tough opponents at Arizona when they were at their best, he played really well in that game. Yeah. And the Chiefs. He played really well in that game, too. Uh, the Dolphins' defense is interesting because they're actually giving up the ninth most yards per play. They're not that good. Actually, it's more like the... Yeah, it's the ninth well, most yards per play. But they get so many turnovers. They're really... Like, they're the opposite of the bin but don't break. Um, they give up big plays often. They give up lots of yards. But they make enormous plays. They do, yeah. And so they're really good for fantasy. Well, I mean, yeah. they, they give up a lot of big plays, but they don't give a lot of points. They're uh, No, they you know, lead the, the NFL, league. right? Well, they did going into last week anyway. Fewest points allowed. Yeah. Okay. So they're, they're, a typical- they're interesting, but but I don't think that they're going to be able to compete against Baltimore and Kansas City, which I know is weird because they just competed pretty well against Kansas City, but that game will be an arrowhead. Um, they seem to be doing, a, like, they seem to do better at home. This will be an interesting game for them. Um, well, I mean, he, that's what Fitzpatrick changes for you. Like he can, he's the type of guy that can win a game. He could lose a game, <laughs> but he can certainly win a game. Yeah. Okay. Back to this game here. If, if Devonte Parker plays, where do you anticipate ranking him? 30. Um, number three wide receiver. Okay. And you have Gasicki as a must start. And, and Matt Milano is interesting. We know he's had a, an impact on tight ends. He played 88% of the snaps last week. He looked great. Uh, I don't know how much he covered tight ends against the Patriots, but he was flying around making some plays. That's an, Jamie already mentioned he's been banged up all year. They may not play him a lot, so that could affect Gasecki. I actually have Gasecki ranked as if Fitzpatrick is going to play. As if Ryan Fitzpatrick is going. Well, he is going to play, just at least not until the third quarter. That, that's the point, that he's <laughs> going to come in at some point and play in this game. I hope not, because I don't want to see Tua fail, but, you know. Uh, Josh Allen. Uh, what can we tell the Josh Allen manager right now? If they are planning to start him, you start him. As a top five quarterback? Yes. But what if they? What if you have this like, oh, they're going to pull him thing hanging over your head? I mean, you got to just take your chances. If 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 the indication is that they're going to play him, I think you got to play him. All right. Well, you know what? We'll keep you updated on this. Obviously, it's it's Thursday morning. We're going to know a lot more by Sunday morning. Uh, are you going to start Zach Moss? Any interest in him? How about Zach Moss or Ty Johnson? Ty Johnson. Ty Johnson. Any Buffalo wide receivers other than Diggs? Like, would you go with Gabriel Davis? Do we know if John Brown's going to play? Uh, we do not know if John Brown's going to play. Cole Beasley is almost certainly not going to play. Uh, Gabriel Davis is is interesting. You know, he's probably more of a DFS play, and I think, you know, we should obviously focus on that as much as anything else at this point in Week 17, you know, DFS options. Um, so Gabriel Davis is, is certainly in play, but this is still a very good Dolphins secondary that, uh, yes, we'll give up big plays, and that's what he's capable of doing. But you know, he's not a uh, he's not a slam dunk. All right, we'll keep an eye on John Brown. He's on the COVID list right now. He's off IR, but he's on the COVID list. But that could be someone that they actually want to get in the game, get some reps. 
Um, but, you know, it's not. The Dolphins kind of talked about this last week with uh, Nelson Aguilar. They do give up some yards. They do give up some production to wide receivers. It's not a terrible matchup. And then Dawson Knox is a flyer. He's outside the top 15. He's outside the top 17, I guess. Um, but he has three touchdowns in his last five games, and he should have had four because he dropped one against New England. And it looks like we are sitting the DSTs. Your 2020 question for this game. Sometimes it's going to be one player from each team, not in this case. Who are you drafting first next year, Devontae Parker or Mike Gesicki? Um, Probably Gesicki. Hmm. Yeah, it's a great question. One of, one of the best you've ever heard. Um, yeah, I would say probably Parker, but I'm, I don't imagine I'll have a chance. To, I'm not going to draft two tight ends, and I'm going to draft Travis Kelsey or Darren Waller or George Kittle. Oh, okay. So. <laughs> uh, okay, that was a 2021 Apparently he's drafting question. with himself. <laughs> I didn't know that I was, uh, I think I said 2020. All right, Tennessee at Houston is our next game, and your stat of the game this would be about David Johnson. A running back has scored 16 or more non-PPR fantasy points. Huge game in three of the last four against Tennessee. That would be Nick Chubb, DeAndre Swift, and A.J. Dillon. The exceptions were James Robinson and Aaron Jones, and both of them ran the ball very well. They just didn't score a lot of fantasy points. So it's a great matchup for the Texans running backs. Jamie, he was your start of the league, start of the week last week. How do you feel about David Johnson this week, and how would Duke Johnson's return? He was limited in practice. How would that affect him? Uh, it would, I would drop David Johnson a couple spots. I have him in my top 10 right now. I think you've seen enough of this, uh, uh, Texans offense since Will Fuller has gone down and this Titans defense for the majority of the season to know that you can have success basically anywhere against Tennessee to different, you know, varies of ceilings and floors. But, uh, David Johnson is, is proven himself throughout the course of the season to be a very serviceable number two running back when he's been healthy. And without Duke Johnson, he's been a superstar. So I think he'll uh, he, he'll be better than just a serviceable number two running back, but he won't be a superstar. But very hard to consider him anything more than a top 15 running back this week. When you look at this game, are there any tough calls here? Or is basically everyone a start? Um, I would say it's tough to say that Kiki QT is a must start, but I think he's in that number three conversation for sure. I would say it's difficult to say Johnny Smith is a must start, but he's in that low end starting tight end range for sure. You know, so those are probably the two for me. What about Corey Davis? So, okay, obviously Henry is a must start and AJ Brown's a must start and Brandon Cooks, you guys have like in your top 14. Um, Deshaun Watson is a top five quarterback, I believe. Start him. I'll get to Tannehill in a second. Uh, what about Corey Davis, though? Heath, you have faith in Corey Davis? He's actually scored 11 or fewer PPR points in five of his last eight games. Um, I'm probably starting him as a low end number two wide receiver. I would like, there are guys that you might sit him for. I would start Nelson Aguilar, T Higgins, guys like that over him, but you're probably starting Corey Davis. It's a fantastic matchup and there is a bunch of upside. Yeah. I like Corey Davis a lot this week. This is a great matchup. Would you start Corey Davis or Alexander Madison? Davis. I uh, would start Madison and non-PPR, Davis and PPR. Okay, I'll do that. I guess the only concern, Corey Davis is much more affected by Ryan Tannehill's pass attempts than A.J. Brown is. And this is the worst run defense in football that they're facing. So Is it? Yeah. I mean, 
I know you, you know, I know everybody knows I love yards per carry, but going into last week, they were giving up a half a yard more per carry than to running backs than any other team. The Lions would be the second worst. I would right? agree with that. Yes. Um, Corey Davis faced the Lions just two weeks ago and had four catches for 110 yards and a touchdown. So here's the thing in what you're getting at, Adam, because Derrick Henry, I believe, is within like 200 yards of 2,000. Yeah. I'm sure that's something the Titans like to give him. Titans also know they're going to play a game next week if they win. Are they going to risk Derrick Henry doing that? Because they want to have him fresh for the playoffs. So do they feed him the ball? It's probably going to take 30-plus touches for him to get there. I would anticipate unless he just has a monster first half. But the fact that Dalvin cook is not playing because of his unfortunate situation locks up Derrick Henry for the rushing title. So do they need to run Derrick Henry into the ground? I don't, I don't know what the Titans are going to do. Like last year, they tried to get him the rushing. Well, title. They need to win. Seven. They need to win. Huh? They need to win. They need to win. Yeah. But do they need to win at the expense of Derrick Henry getting broken? Depends how the game's going. I mean, I see what you're saying. It's if they have a comfortable lead, then they probably should back off. But if Houston's competing, no, I just, with I just them, mean like, is is the game plan to give Derrick Henry more touches? Yeah, the game plan is to win. No, 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 more more than his usual touches. Like, is, well, it, are they going in do. with the mindset <laughs> of win and get him two thousand, or oh. are they going with the mindset of just win? Yeah, I don't know. So, but are you confident enough that Tannehill is going to have a good enough game? For him and Corey Davis, so you, you like them both. I, I think the Texans are going to score on the Titans because that defense is miserable. Yeah. I think Deshaun Watson wants to have a great game to finish his season. I think David Johnson is going to play well enough, so I do think this is going to be a back-and-forth type of game. So, yes, I do think Tannehill is going to play well enough. But, again, that's kind of where I'm going. Like, yeah. is, is the philosophy to win and get Henry that milestone, or is it just win? Would you start Tannehill or – or Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson? Tannehill, easily. Yeah, I'll go Tannehill. Okay. Tannehill or Watson? Watson. Uh, Watson, but that's close. And if you were gambling on a tight end in this game, who would it be? Johnny or Akins? Johnny. Johnny. Okay. And the 2021 question, Brandon Cooks or Corey Davis? Let's assume Will Fuller is back with the Texans. Where, where are we assuming Corey Davis is playing? Everybody's back with their team. And Will Fuller's back. Cooks or Davis? Cooks. Cooks. Okay, Cooks it is. Jacksonville at Indianapolis. Your stat of the game. Who would you take? Yeah, Brandon Cooks. Cindy, I couldn't really think of a good one for this. What if Will Fuller goes somewhere else and Corey Davis signs with the Texans? (laughs) What if Will Fuller goes to the Titans? What if they swap? Yes. (laughs) Okay, Will Fuller's on the Titans. Corey Davis is on the Texans. Who's the second best wide receiver on those two teams behind AJ Brown? Why would you assume Corey Davis isn't the best receiver? (laughs) I would say Brandon Cooks is still the second best. Okay. Okay. All right. Jacksonville at Indianapolis. Stat of the game. The Colts have allowed 70 yards or a touchdown to 17 wide receivers in their last 12 games. 96 or more yards to six wide receivers in their last six games. And they got lucky. A.J. Brown would have made it seven in their last six games when he dropped what would have been a long touchdown. The Colts have given up four touchdowns to wide receivers in their last two games. The bottom line is they're great against the run. They're really not that great against the pass. And wide receivers do hurt them. So um, would you start any Jacksonville wide receiver in this game? 
No. No. Okay. How about Dari Gumbawale? What are you doing with him? He's a desperation flex. Heath, I think um, you're a little yeah, higher. Yeah, I like him, him as more of a high-end flex. All right. Would you start Dari Gumbawale or DJ Chark? I would Dari start Dari. non-PPR, Chark and PPR. All right. And Philip, how about the Colts? Uh, Jonathan Taylor's a must-start. Is T.Y. Hilton a must-start? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, he's top 17 for everybody in both formats. Philip Rivers. Did I ask this one earlier, Philip Rivers or Mitchell Trubisky? You did. And you said... Uh, you did. And you assumed the answer for both of us. Yeah, so he said Trubisky. Jamie said Rivers. Um. Yeah, Rivers wasn't good last week against the Steelers, but nobody is. But uh, he's... He was like 21 or more points, four straight games before that. Does he just have that good 21-ish game, or could he have a? does he have a big game here, Jamie? I think he has a good 21-ish point game, maybe 23 points, 24 points for his ceiling. You know, they they do the stupid thing that coaches do it from time to time. When they get inside the five, they bring in Jacoby Brissett, so yeah. there's always the potential of him doing something to ruin Phillip Rivers. There's also the concern that they're going to run all over the Jaguars, and does Rivers throw enough, but... Again, they need to win to get in the playoffs. They need some help. Uh, there is obviously a chance that this is Rivers' last game in the NFL uh, if he decides to retire after this and the Colts don't make the playoffs. He's also playing his last game under contract with the Colts in this game from a regular season standpoint. So uh, I would imagine Rivers wants to go out his way to whatever you know capacity that is, throwing the ball. So I, I'm I'm very comfortable Philip Rivers as a starting quarterback this week. It's also T.Y. Hilton's last game under contract with the Colts, right? I think you're right, yes. Interesting. And nine straight quarterbacks have scored 20 or more fantasy points against Jacksonville, so you, you figure he's got a really good floor and is a safe start. Of course, there's nothing you can take for granted here. And this is a 425 game, and so is the Tennessee game. So this that you know the division will be on the line, but they'll already know by the time they kick off if the Dolphins have lost, if the Ravens have lost. Spoiler: they didn't. If the Browns have lost, you say that, but the Bengals beat the Steelers a couple weeks ago. <laughs> I know they're not beating the Ravens. There's no way. Um, sure as I am that the Jaguars could never beat the Colts. The Jets have won two in a row. Adam, we know nothing. There's no way the Ravens. Who are going to win the Super Bowl, by the way. There's no way the Ravens are losing to the Bengals. I think it's more likely the Bengals beat the Ravens than the Ravens win the Super Bowl. I would agree. I don't really think the Ravens are going to win the Super Bowl. I was just saying that to be fun, but I disagree. I do think it's more likely that they win the Super Bowl. Who are you scared of right now, Heath? Who's the team you don't want the Chiefs to face? Um, the Packers? In the AFC. It's got to be Buffalo. Um, it's Yeah, it's, it's, it's got to be Buffalo. Okay. Um, by the way, Zach Pascal or DJ Chark? I would still take Chark's upside, but Pascal's very close. Yeah, I'd take Chark. Colts, DST's top five. 2021 question. Who do you think you're drafting first, DJ Chark or Trevor Lawrence? Chark. Chark. Oh, my God. I'm so excited about the Jaguars receivers next <laughs> Who are you drafting first? Joe Burrow, if he's ready for week one, or Trevor Lawrence? Joe Burrow, but that's going to be close. Yeah. Will either of those guys be in the top 12? I have Burrow in my top 12 right now, yes. Oh, interesting. Okay. Pittsburgh's at Cleveland. 
Stat of the game. Cleveland was really bad against wide receivers. In their last five games, they gave up 96 yards and a touchdown to Colin Johnson, 74 yards to Darius Slayton, 92 yards and a touchdown to Jamison Crowder. None of them ha- had good quarterbacks. So that's you don't want to just immediately eliminate the Steelers, guys. But we did talk about this earlier. It's, it's not just the quarterback. It's the playing time that we're worried about. So if we're going to approach this as all Steelers are basically sits, is that, does that include James Conner, by the way? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't been good healthy. He had a great game last week because he caught the ball finally. How about Eric Ebron? That might be a tougher one. Nope. They're all kind of the same. I mean, <laughs> you know, we we don't know what they're going to do with those guys. Heath, what about Juju Smith? Uh, okay. nope. I, I look, just I'm just pulled it up. Uh, Mason Rudolph threw 283 passes last year. Mm-hmm. 48 of them went to Deontay Johnson. For um, 46 to Juju, 42 to James Washington, 43 to Jalen Samuels, and 35 to Vance McDonald. Okay, ready? Here's my bold prediction. Juju, Deontay, and James Washington were all within 48 yards of each other. Okay, ready? Here's my bold prediction. James Washington, 100 yards, two touchdowns, DFS, Bonanza. How many times does Miles Garrett hit Mason Rudolph? Oh, I, I don't even ugly situation. I'm gonna go with four. They're gonna with what though? Should double team hit him with? Jeez. All right. So then for Cleveland, what are your thoughts on Baker Mayfield? There has not been a quarterback that scored more than 22 points against Pittsburgh all year. Six point per passing touchdown leagues. That includes Mayfield, Watson, Tannehill, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Phillip Rivers. None of them scored more than 22 points. But, you know, it could be a little different defensively. Heath, what do you think about Mayfield this week? I don't really want to because, like, if Pittsburgh does rest everyone and play awful and just let the Browns into the playoffs, then the Browns will be free to do what they want to do, which is run the ball 750 times. So I think Mayfield's a fine number two quarterback. Like, I would start him over someone like Tua, but I, he's not a, a top 15 guy for me. I prefer Trubisky. I for, prefer Rivers. I prefer Carr and Ryan and Dalton. You know, do you think that, should we even talk about this? Right now, if the playoffs started today, Pittsburgh would play Baltimore in round one. Baltimore is the six. It's really they hard. don't want to play Baltimore. Hell, who wants to play but Baltimore? Definitely the not. Thing, but the thing is, you don't have any idea if you're Pittsburgh or Buffalo how those bottom three seeds yeah, are right. going to play out. Right, bottom but four. if you're looking at it from like how it could unfold, Buffalo beats Miami, knocks them out, and then the other three teams get in. Yeah, and then Baltimore would be the five, I'm pretty sure. Right, and pretty then sure. you're Pittsburgh, you avoid them. Yeah, that would be better. Right. Um, so you want the three seed, you're saying? Well, the two seed will work too, though. I, I don't think, but but uh, so the bottom, I guess what I'm saying is this. Baltimore, unless they lose, they're not going to be the seven seed. So it really does behoove you to be the two seed. If you're trying to avoid Baltimore, which you should, you should uh, you should get the two seed. I think. But if these, you beat if you knock Cleveland out, then you get the Colts as the two seed, right? Unless they win the division, then you might get Miami. Because if you're Pittsburgh, you want to see Miami, Indianapolis, or Cleveland. You do not want to see Baltimore. You don't want to. And nobody wants to see Baltimore right now. So the two seed. And so will if you're assuming Baltimore wins, that. 
Yeah, the, the two seed will guarantee you that you won't see Baltimore. And if if Baltimore wins, which we expect they will, the three seed will not guarantee you that. I, no, but I, it seems likely though. I feel like in all likelihood, Baltimore is going to end up as the five seed and play right. the four. It's most likely, Baltimore is playing the Titans. Yeah, probably. Oh wow, rematch. Oh yeah. Oh, right. That's right. It's going to be fun. AFC playoffs are going to be great. Um, all right. Uh, 2021 question. Oh, I'm sorry. Heath, why don't you weigh in on Jarvis Landry? I tried to do that as you earlier. It didn't work so well. Basically kind of the same thing that I said about Baker Mayfield. Um, I think it's a, it's a bad matchup unless they're resting everyone. And if they're resting everyone, then it's probably a run game for the Browns. He's a fine number three. What about Rashard Higgins, guys? How do you feel about him? Worse than I do about Jarvis Landry? Yes. More yards think, than Landry, three straight games. Landry's a must-start wide receiver, and Higgins is a number three receiver. Okay. And uh, Austin Hooper, start or sit? I would sit him if you can. Borderline low end, but don't want to. But I'd start him over Ebron. Which DST do you like better? Still the Steelers. Because at this point, we're expecting them to play their guys. Okay. Heath? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> okay. 2021 question. Chase no, Claypool. I want the Browns. They get Mason Rudolph. Chase Claypool or Odell Beckham? Mm. <laughs> Is Juju back? I Yes. What are the choices again? I'm sorry. Chase Claypool or Odell Beckham? Beckham. I'd say Beckham unless Juju's back. Okay. Uh, Chargers. Just remember, Ben had a good half last week. He was not good for for about a month. And he's coming back next year, a year older. Yeah, it's true. All right, Chargers at Chiefs. Baker's never good with Beckham. It's also true. Stat of the game. The Chiefs have allowed 57 yards or a touchdown to six tight ends in their last six games. Really bad against tight ends. So do we know uh, Hunter Henry's status? Uh, he's still on the reserve COVID-19 list, but uh, at this point, you have to assume he's not playing. Okay. So then don't start a tight end. But if Henry plays, I guess you could be more confident in him. Uh, is it? Is it? All right. Is it an easy call on Justin Herbert? You guys have him in the top 10. But was that an easy call, Heath? I wouldn't say it's an easy call. I, I struggle with him because he's... I mean, if you want to talk about a guy who looks like he hit the rookie wall... Uh, Justin Herbert kind of looks like he hit the Ricky wall. He hasn't really been very good all the last month. And like, I don't know how many of the defenders the Chiefs are going to rest. If you told me that they're Chris Jones and Frank Clark aren't going to play, then I think Justin Herbert's probably going to have a monster day. But they, he has been one of the most pressured quarterbacks in the NFL this year. If both of those guys are playing and getting after him, then he's a borderline starter. Yeah, he looked really good two games ago against the Raiders, against a, you know, basically seven-on-seven game. And I think it's going to be the same thing. Because why are the Chiefs going to risk those guys playing this week? So the Chiefs have been so bad against quarterbacks. They've given up 24 or more points to six of the last seven quarterbacks they faced. Bridgewater, Carr, Brady, Tua, Breeze, and Ryan. And, like, I didn't really think Ryan was going to have a good game last week, but he did. So... Yeah, I mean, you could, that could be optimistic for you for Herbert. So you guys would start Herbert over, like, say, Philip Rivers? Yeah, I would, yes. Okay. I love Mitchell Trubisky, and I would start him over Mitchell Trubisky. How about Jalen Hurts or Justin Herbert? Hurts. Um, Hurts. 
Start Austin Eckler. Do you want to start? Let's assume Keenan Allen doesn't play. Do you want to start any Chargers wide receiver? Uh, yeah, Mike Williams. Ten targets last week. That was good, but hasn't been that productive lately. Have we had the team name Hurts so good? No. <laughs> I like that one. I'm going to use that next year. I think that's my favorite John Mellencamp song. Hmm. No. Jack and Diane. No. Go with the classic. All right. What What do you got? Um, I'm really bad with song names. Um, oh, sing but it. The name of the song is Little Pink Houses, right? No. Yes. Pink Houses, I think it's called. Yeah. Yeah. That's my favorite. Okay. Is it Pink Houses or Little Pink Houses? This has to be. This has to be determined. It, it is Pink Houses. Pink Houses. Okay. Yeah. It's a yeah. great one, too. Wait, what uh, about Small Town? Because I actually know this conversation. Small this Town. Is- do you count the amount of times he says small town in the song small town do you know it's almost would every you sentence believe that i've seen john mellencamp in concert three different times <laughs> no really <laughs> he is uh friends and partners with willie nelson and dave matthews and neil young in the farm aid project and they have a concert every year and i've been to it three times and he's one of the performers hey Ben, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a homework assignment right now. Can you look up the lyrics to Small Town, and look up how many times he says the word Small Town? The word Small Town. I'm gonna guess it's more than 15 times. Can you do that for you me? No. When Ben gave up his baseball career to come work at CBS, <laughs> his goal was always to look up song lyrics. All right, Nelson. let's do some Mike Williams ors. Mike Williams or Deontay Johnson. Williams. Well, who are, who are Mike Williams Johnson? or Deontay Johnson? Uh, Mike Williams. Michael Gallup or Mike Williams? Michael Gallup. Williams. Daria Gumbawale or Mike Williams? Williams. Williams. Madison or Williams? Madison. Okay. Madison and non-Williams and PPR. And any interest in Tyron Johnson or Jalen Guyton? DFS for sure. DFS only. Who do you like better? Guyton. Guyton. Ninja Guyton. All right. It seem like the Chargers like Guyton better? Yeah, it seemed that way. Uh, Okay, so if there was one Chiefs player you're going to take a gamble on, who would it be? Miko Hardman or Darwin Thompson. All right. They're annoying. They're not playing anyone. We don't don't know who they're playing, so tough to preview. 2021 question. I I have one more start-sit question for this game. Two QB league, Chad Henney or Tua? Henney. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, 2021 question, Tyree Kill or Austin Eckler? What's their tie-in? Chad Henney or Tua? Dolphins? Both thought to be the heir apparent to Dan Marino still. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Tyree Kill or Austin Eckler? For 2021? Uh-huh. They're both first rounders for me, but I think Tyreek. I think I think Tyreek is going to be the second wide receiver and only the second wide receiver drafted in the first round in 2021. Yeah, but I, I, Eckler's going to be a first round pick in PPR, I think. Uh, I do, but I think you'll see Tyreek somewhere in that six to nine range, and I think Eckler's going to be somewhere ten to twelve. That's that's basically where I've got him. Okay. All right, which number is higher, Austin Eckler points <laughs> per game next year, or small town mentions in small town PPR? PPR. Small town. I'll take Eckler. So I'd go, I'm trying to think like 
probably 18 points per game for Eckler. I think it's over 18. I'm going to go small town. Uh, I'm going to kick Eckler. I think it's under 18. <laughs> Heath, that was a good projection. It, it is 18 <laughs> mentions of small town. Push. Ridiculous. Is that your favorite John Cougar Mellencamp song, Ben? Oh, for sure. Really? Okay. Well, not mine, but all right. All right, Ben. That's fine. We'll teach you a little bit about music. after During this commercial break, we will educate Shraggy B on some, some good music. We'll be right back and get to Las Vegas and Denver after this. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, Las Vegas and Denver. Maybe a sneaky bonanza. Sneaky, could be a high-scoring game here. In weeks eight and nine, Denver allowed five touchdowns to wide receivers. In their last seven games, they've allowed two to Devontae Parker and Jake Kumaro. So how about that? How about that, Mr. Nelson Aguilar fan, Heath Cummings? Start or sit? Uh, I'm starting Nelson Aguilar. How could, how could I not? Yeah, probably not. Probably not a way to get away from him. One thing about Aguilar that I noticed, uh, and I want to ask Heath this, because I saw, what's what's the temperature for Derek Carr? Uh, the temperature Ooh. is below 50 degrees. It's 49 degrees expected. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, I will have uh, to reevaluate. <laughs> oh man, that, that makes it that makes it more difficult. He's Aguilar is more of a boom bus number two now. Um, look funny. at Adam. Look at Nelson Aguilar's uh, indoor outdoor splits. Oh, I didn't notice this. Is this a thing? How many indoor games well, I, I was played? curious because of uh, it seems like a lot of his big games have come at home. And Miami home, big game. Colts home, big game. Uh, Chiefs home, big game. At yeah. Chargers, he was he scored, but you know, this it, it's it's so weird because it's like a lot of his production obviously has come the last you know month, last six weeks, yeah, in indoors or at home. That's a good point. He hasn't really had a lot of good road games, but it's been, yeah, all right. I, mean, I could buy that. He was indoors at Atlanta. He had five for 54 on six targets. Fairly efficient. Um, that was um, just a horrible see. game for them. Outdoors. He has played five games. He has only nine catches for 160 yards and two touchdowns. He has not been very good outdoors 32 yards per game outdoors 70 yards per game indoors so uh, when i looked at this i, I originally had Aguilar like a top 10 guy and i dropped him closer to 20 i think you, you got to start him because the targets will be there for him but it did make me a little nervous when i saw this they have those splits on pro football reference i assume that is correct now i will say they also have it on cbsports.com oh cool. if you you look at his outdoor games the vast majority of them came early in the year when he wasn't right. playing near as much. Right. It, it like I said, it, it's a very skewed scenario because the targets have been massively increased in the last six weeks, but it also coincided with playing indoors during that stretch for most of it. Okay, I'm trying to look up Derek Carr's pass attempts indoors and outdoors. I feel like some of those outdoor games were the oh up. Uh, uh. 
Temperature has risen 53 degrees. <laughs> okay. He, Nelson Aguilar is back in play as a number one wide receiver. <laughs> All right. All right. So he, he's a start in this game. Um, Wait, is that a 430 game, though? It is a... Mm, a lot of questions. Asking a lot of questions here, Heath. Yes, it uh, is. Because that, no, that, it's, that yes. Yes, the temperature at game time is going to be the warmest it is, and it's going to go down throughout the game, most likely. Uh oh. All right. So first half over, second half under for Nelson Aguilar. Correct. Okay. Anyway, Let's remember though they ran all over Denver the first meeting. Yeah. So why why aren't you guys higher on Josh Jacobs? Because Dave has him top six, and you guys have him in the teens. I mean, you're starting Josh Jacobs. You know, it's just a matter of like who you're comparing him to. Like, I would rather start Antonio Gibson. I'd rather start Miles Gaskin. I think those guys have played better and proven themselves more in you know some comparable matchups. For How about week. Madison. I would start Jacobs. Okay. Derek Carr, yeah, starter sure. sit. Uh, I would start him. He's been very consistent. But when I saw the weather, because I know Heath has made this a, a point of Derek Carr's career, it made me double think Derek Carr. But I think he's in that low end starting rate. Like I would start him over Trubisky personally. I know I'm, I'm, I'm different from Heath on that one. But uh, this defense is not good for Denver, you know, in terms of uh, overall. Bradley Chubb probably not going to play again. And so I think you're looking at a, uh, a floor of 20 points. I think he can get there. And the ceiling has been, I think it's what, 25 or more, three of his last uh, healthy games for Derek Carr. Yeah, he's been playing pretty well. Right. Uh, yeah, Carr, I've got, okay, got Trubisky-Rivers-Carr back-to-back-to-back. So okay. they're all in the same range. Gotcha. And uh, start Waller, sit Drew Locke, although Heath has Locke 17th. He's not like a terrible start this week. But I, no, definitely. I don't, think I don't hate Drew Locke this week. Yeah, if you're playing DFS this week, I definitely think a, a Drew Locke, Jerry Judy, contrarian combo could be uh, could be a winner. Melvin Gordon or Josh Jacobs? Uh, Jacobs, but that's close. Uh, I think I've got Melvin. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go Melvin. Oh, man, he really let me down last week, but you know this is a, another great matchup. The Raiders give up the third most fantasy points to running backs. A running back has scored 13 or more non-PPR points, 15 or more PPR fantasy points in six of the last games against the Raiders, six of the last eight games against the Raiders. So it's a good matchup, great matchup for Melvin Gordon. Um, And would you start Jerry Judy or Tim Patrick, or are they just DFS flyers? I mean, look, Judy got 15 targets last week. They are clearly trying to give him some positive feelings going into the offseason. I would imagine they're probably going to give him somewhere in the neighborhood of eight-plus targets again. He had eight targets against them in the first matchup. So it's such a good opportunity for him to go out on a high note. So uh, I would prefer to just use him in DFS, but he's he's in the conversation if you're scrambling in a deeper league, if you play in Week 17. Yeah, this was his first game last week. Last week was his first game with more than five targets in his last six. And the thing is... They had really become a running team. Drew Locke had a stretch midseason where he was throwing 40 times every game. And then before last week, it was more like 32 times or less or fewer. So they went. They didn't run the ball as much as I thought they would last week. And I guess we'll see what the game plan is this week. But Yeah, I, I think it's honestly throw to score, run to win if they have the opportunity to. Because you you got it. You got to give Drew Locke, Jerry Judy, these guys some some good vibes going in. They, they haven't played well. They, they've been a letdown. Those two players in particular have been a letdown for, for what the Broncos, I'm sure, were hoping for. Featuring Melvin Gordon does nothing for their team. He's clearly going to be back next year. He's uh, 107 yards away from 1,000, so I'm sure that matters to him to get that number. He can still do that. 
while they do focus on throwing the ball. But this is the secondary is bad for the Raiders. They should play well in this game. So I think Judy's going to have a chance, whether he comes down with the, the catches or not. That's another story. But I, I, I'd be very surprised if he doesn't get a post star, especially with KJ Hamler banged up as well. We are starting Noah Fan. Would you start Noah Fan or Zach Ertz? Fan. Fan. Close. Twenty twenty one question. Sorry. Yeah. Twenty twenty one question. Jerry Judy or Noah Fant? Fant. Fant. Okay. Baltimore's at Cincinnati. Heath, you are way too low on Lamar Jackson. You have him fourth. Okay. <laughs> Jamie has him first. Start Lamar Jackson. J.K. Dobbins, we had the rankings dispute earlier. He's a start for both guys, but Jamie likes him better as a top 12 guy. Starters at Marquise Brown, Heath. Non-PPR, top 12. Oh, yeah. What is he, like 17th, 16th in PPR? Thank you. I would rather not start Mike Marquise Brown, but he is a boom-bust number three wide receiver that can uh, make your day with one play, but he could also see five targets and catch three of them for 15 yards. I love Marquise Brown this week. Would you start Marquise Brown or Robert Woods? I would start Marquise Brown. Why do you love him? Well, William Jackson's probably not going to play. Uh, he's in the concussion protocol. So if he's out, that makes things certainly much easier for Marquise Brown. He played really well against them in the first meeting uh, when they actually gave him targets, but they've been giving him targets lately. So he's got uh, four straight games with at least, I'm sorry, four of his last five, with at least six targets. Last week, he dealt with a much tougher opponent in the Giants. He still scored. Uh, I didn't think he would play well at all. And so, you know, four for 25 is not a good game. But the the games prior to that, you know, they, they clearly want to get him going. This is such an easy matchup, and I think they're going to do whatever they want to. So I like Marquise Brown scores once again. All right, Mark Andrews is a start. Five straight games with 61 or more yards and five or more catches. Easy start for Mark Andrews. Sit uh, most of your Bengals, I guess. But, well, Giovanni Bernard we talked about yesterday. So we'll come to T. Higgins. You guys are pretty high on Higgins. But in terms of Geo... Um, I will be lower on T. Higgins if Tyler Boyd clears the concussion protocol. Okay. But Geo or Ty Johnson? Ty Johnson. Ty Johnson. Geo or JD McKissick? McKissick in both formats. Uh, McKissick in both formats. Okay. Um, Giovanni Bernard or Marquise Brown? I know it's going to be easy for Jamie, but Heath, how about you? Um, I will go Geo. Why are you so high on T. Higgins, guys? Top 24. Well, Raven secondary still banged up. And you've seen a pretty good connection from Brandon Allen to T. Higgins. So if there is no Tyler Boyd, I think the targets will be there. They're going to be chasing points. Um, again, what does Baltimore do once the game is in hand? They start to pull guys defensively as well. So I, I think T. Higgins is going to have an opportunity to finish his rookie season strong. But if Tyler Boyd plays, that lowers a little bit. I still would start T. Higgins in most cases. Like, I'd start more with the Steelers guys still if Tyler Boyd plays, but it's not as much of a slam dunk if Tyler Boyd's out there. Milestone alert. He needs 92 yards in this game to get to 1,000. So in the second half when they have nothing else to play for, throw it to T. Higgins. Baltimore DST is top three. They throw it to A.J. Green too. I mean, last game. Hey, especially maybe. 2021 question, Joe Mixon or J.K. Dobbins? Well, that's a great one. Um, I'm going to go Dobbins. I'm going to go Dobbins. Do the Bengals really have like affectionate, like the current Bengals have affectionate feelings for AJ Green and want to send him out on a good note? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I mean, it's just something to think about. All right. Uh, final game is the Jets at the Patriots. Stat of the game, according to history.02035.org. That's Foxborough's zip code. 
Chapter 147 of the Acts of 1949, approved on April 8th, allowed the towns of Foxborough and Sharon to purchase water from each other. So does that mean we're starting anyone in this game? That's how I feel about this game. I mean, I couldn't find anything interesting. So, <laughs> Hi, Johnson, um, Jacoby, Jameson Crowder. I would rank them Crowder, Johnson, Jacoby Myers as my three potential starts. Yeah, I'd go Johnson, Crowder, Myers. Uh, is Crowder better than the Patriots starting? I'm sorry, is Johnson better than the Patriots starting running back? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. And Crowder or Higgins? Uh, currently Higgins, but it's close. And then if Boyd plays, it's Crowder. Cam or Sam? Cam or Sam? Cam or Sam? Oh, Cam. Uh, Darnold. <laughs> what about you, Heath? Um, I I don't know. They weren't in my top 24. I, I, I might have to go. Like, there's more there's no guarantee that, that Cam yeah. didn't finish the game. Who's more likely to get benched, Tua, Tua or Cam? Uh, Tua. 2021 question. Who's more likely to get benched, Tua or Cam? Tua. 2021 question. Jamison Crowder or Damian Harris? Uh, 2021? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Crowder. Harris in non-PPR, Crowder in PPR. Okay. Yeah, everything about that game sucked, including the 2021 question. But the stat of the day was really good. All right, let's read a few emails here. Quarterback for the Patriots next year. Oh, Justin Fields. Who's Matthew Stafford? Dwayne Haskins. No. Okay. Um, Jameis Winston. Oh, maybe. Interesting. Here's Joe from a suburban town in Eagles country, which is Valley Forge, because George Washington spent a winter in Valley Forge, Pennsylvania, he says. Dear Clint, Steve, Tony, and Bruce, those are superheroes. I need a little help picking who to start this week. Um, two running backs, Aaron Jones, David Johnson, Dobbins, Pollard, Malcolm Brown, and AJ Dillon. Mm. Too many names. Well, it's not going to be Pollard, Malcolm Brown, or Dillon. So is it Aaron Jones, David Johnson, JK Dobbins? Pick two. The first two, Jones and Johnson. Yep. Two wide receivers, Devontae Adams, Hopkins, AJ Brown, Robbie Anderson. Uh, Adams and Brown. Yeah. Tight ends, George Kittle or Darren Waller? Waller. Waller. And a flex, Kittle, Dobbins, or Hopkins, PPR? Probably. You send us your password, and we'll go in there and set your lineup for you. <laughs> Probably Hopkins, but it wouldn't be surprising if Kittle's better. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this is from Sam Hab. Jeff Wilson or Alexander Madison, PPR? Wilson. Wilson. Kirk Cousins or Kyler Murray? Yeah, I'm going Madison, I think. I think. No, no, I don't think so. I think I am now. I'm very torn. It's the matchup. Oh, my God. Just remember, just remember, the last two times, two of the last three times that Dalvin Cook has missed, the backup has not been good. Yeah, I know. Um, Kirk Cousins or Kyler Murray, four point per passing touchdown league? Cousins. Kyler. From Chris Fair, I'm up by seven in my two-week playoff. I'm playing my best friend who I want to crush. He has Rodgers, Aaron Jones, and Derrick Henry. I scooped up Kittle. Um, 
we have no IR. I'm down so many players and I need advice. Please and thank you. Okay, I don't know what the question is. So that's all I got from the email. Maybe desperation plays, I guess. Let me go back and check the actual email. While I do that... I would say if Madison's available, go get him. If Ty Johnson's available, go get him. If you're completely stuck, look at Rodney Smith. Look at Dario Gumbawale. You know, if you have to just plug and play guys. A.J. Dillon, I think, is going to get some run, even with Jamal Williams back. Um, I think he forgot to attach his lineup. I think that's what happened. Because he says, please help me. I need the best lineup, but... Yeah, he. For, I'm sorry, Chris. So can't answer your question. Last one here, but good stuff, Jamie. Thank you. Is for, that Chris's fault for not attaching his lineup, or your fault for reading the question without seeing that he didn't attach his lineup? Maybe he just gave us his password. Both. So said his lineup. <laughs> All right, from Dozier, dear Baby O, Johnny Twenty Three, Diamond Dog, and Cyrus the Virus. Hmm. The only Are one I know is character bad guys from Con Air. I, I'm thinking it's more John Malkovich, guys, because. I know Con Air, and I know Cyrus the Virus. I don't know the other guys. What are the other names? Bobby, uh, Baby O, Johnny 23, and Diamond Dog. I think Diamond Dog was one of the bad guys too, right? All right. Well, obviously, this is going to need a Google here. Yeah. Yeah, they're all Con Air. No. Yeah, they're all Con Air. How? Who? Really? All right. Good job, Jamie. Drew Locke or Alex Smith? Uh, Drew Locke has a higher ceiling. Lock it up. Pick two. Uh, Jeff Wilson, Melvin Gordon, Miles Sanders, David Montgomery, J.K. Dobbins. What's the format? I don't know. David Montgomery is definitely right. I would go Montgomery and Dobbins and non-PPR. Wilson, Gordon, Sanders, Dobbins. Yeah, pick one. Dobbins I would go PPR. Montgomery and Wilson in PPR. I'd go Montgomery and Wilson both. And pick two. Yeah, you know, I'll go Montgomery and Wilson both. Too. Pick two wide receivers. Amari Cooper, Sterling Shepard, Robert Woods, Nelson Aguilar, T.Y. Hilton. Hilton and Aguilar. Cooper and Aguilar. Goodbye, friends. We'll talk to you tomorrow with our last starter sit episode of the 2020 season. And it'll be 2021 by the time we talk to you. How about that? Happy New Year, everybody. Enjoy it. Have a great celebration. Have a great time. For Heath and Jamie and Ben, I am Adam in a small town. Hey, 2020, got to go. Bye. It's the most all-star studded challenge ever. And this time, it's every competitor for themselves. The Challenge All-Stars. New season now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply.